Hi, Jeremiah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Are we recording now? Yeah, we're officially recording. Officially recording. All right. I am awesome. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. I just ate some bomb tamales, so I'm really happy and a little tired. I just had a chicken salad. Huh. Like, like a salad with chicken in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works too. Reality shift frequency. Welcome, everybody. My name is Kelly Wright. I am one of the co-hosts of Reality Shift Frequency, and I am here with my other co-host, Jeremiah Gary. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well this evening. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for being here to another amazing episode of RSF. That is right. Reality Shift Frequency. Try to you informed. Yeah, we are going to talk about parental alienation today, and we're just going to touch on wherever the conversation takes us today because there's so much we could talk about regarding this we could talk about the origin and the history behind it uh we could talk about uh we could just describe it and what it is and i think that's the route we're going to go today and we're going to go into another episode later and talk about the history of it and and probably bring up some major cases if we can find them and things like that but parental alienation is a huge problem in our country and uh you know the uh the goal to break up the family has worked and it is still working and we need to break that and bring the families back together totally totally um i know a lot of people don't really even know what parental alienation is um i know a lot of people probably do know what it is and they just don't know what the term is for it or they've experienced it or they've seen others go through it and they didn't know that there was you know words to describe it but it absolutely uh is a thing and just for everybody who doesn't know what parental alienation is um it's basically when it occurs when one parent attempts to turn the child against the other parent essentially and it's not necessarily just parents it's also brothers sisters aunts uncles grandparents it's a Familial alienation, but parental alienation is the the term we'll use most because it's the most common one. It's really crazy when you get an entire family together to stop child from seeing their other parent. That's insane. And it it absolutely happens. And it's so sad. It's so ridiculous. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that on a certain occasion, rare occasions, it is necessary to keep a child away from another parent if there is obviously any sort of abuse or neglect or anything like that. But that's not what we're talking about here, guys, just so you know. Yeah, absolutely. We're not talking about keeping a child safe. We're talking about psychologically manipulating them and causing them to feel and think in a way that they really wouldn't on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And and getting them on board to also alienate their other parents. And basically it happens out of spite and pettiness. And that's just super low vibrational stuff that people have going on. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I'm going to read the legal definition of it here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, here, legaldictionary.net slash, I guess that's good enough for a source. Uh, Definition of parental alienation, they have a noun. They have it listed as a noun, the manipulation 
of a child to reject one parent or the other. And that's the basic noun slash definition that they have. Their idea behind it is one parent actually gets the other, gets the child to not even want to be with the other parent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if you don't mind, I'd love to read off a few examples. I found um, there's this really great website. It's called uh, timetoputkidsfirst.org. And they have a really big section on parental alienation. And uh, they have some really good good things about how to figure out if it's happening to you or if it's happening to somebody else. Because sometimes people just don't even know what's going on. They don't realize, you know, that it's happening. Um, but parental alienation can happen when, um, limiting contact and keeping a child away from the other parent happens, um, not informing the other parent about certain information or important events, whether it's school events or doctor's appointments. Um, it can be, uh, not allowing, uh, the child to speak freely or express love for the other parents. That's a really big deal, you know? Um, or making the parent, making the child feel like they might not be safe with the other parents, you know, the, the parent doing the alienating might say, well, if you, if you don't feel safe, whenever you get over there, you can call me or, you know, if, if you need to talk, just let me know. I mean, that's basically instilling fear saying, you know, you're not safe with your other parent list goes on. Those are just a few examples. Yeah, I agree. I've seen it firsthand. I've witnessed it secondhand. <laughs> I, uh, it's awful how bad it can get and how long it can drag out. Can you imagine growing up in an environment like that? I couldn't, well, I kind of have experience in that area, I guess, myself. Uh, I didn't get to see my dad much, but uh, it wasn't, it was more his fault than anyone else's, I think. But, anyways, uh, there's a lot of, memories that I have as a child where my family would try to get my get me to think bad about my father and I remember having bad thoughts about my father for years not understanding why I thought like that and I, I guess I was a victim of this because now I look back and uh, respect my dad and all the things that they weren't my thoughts I I was led to think that way and you were uh, brainwashed yeah, brainwashed exactly and that's how it works Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think, too, and we can maybe kind of get I mean, I'm not a psychologist by any shape of the imagination, so I can't really get too deep in the psychology of it. But I also feel like that there are times where the parent doing the alienating might not even realize what they're doing. Like, I don't think it's always necessarily out of spite or out of, um, you know, from this horrible place of purposely trying to to alienate the child away from the other parent sometimes i think it's just they have so much bitterness in them over the divorce or over whatever happened and then they're just projecting onto their child and they don't even literally don't even realize what effects it's having on their child I think the they do realize that it's too late right yeah yeah i mean and then i mean because a lot of the things that i read whenever i was researching for this a lot of a lot of the organizations and groups and psychologists and psychiatrists are saying that it's literally a form of child abuse because you're you're mentally transforming your child's mind in an, in a negative way and it's and it's an emotion i mean it's an emotional sort of an emotional abuse mental abuse it absolutely can be looked at like that way absolutely i agree and i will agree that that's off spite is a major problem with it but honestly i mean 
if somebody opens a door for you, they make it easy. Like these people that have this spite in them, the courts just open this door wide open for them, regardless, mostly mothers, because they mostly side with mothers as, as soon as, you know, a mother has a child. They're considered the superior parent in a lot of states and a lot of areas. But um, we won't discuss that or debate that because I won't, I won't say that. <laughs> I will, I'll say that the mother probably is a superior parent and uh, deserves that. But they've left it open for these women who are hurt to just easily lose themselves in the revelry of getting back at their spouses or their mates or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it so easy. The courts kind of put it on them all. And, you know, it's just, just look at the way they defined it. I mean. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's really interesting. I was actually trying to find statistics about this specifically, which were very, very difficult for me to find. Um, the only stat that I could really find actually came from a website out of Ohio. Um, and I don't even know if I have that cited exactly, but it was from like a central Ohio parental alienation website that I don't even think is active anymore. Um, but they estimated that 13% of children are alienated from their parents. Now, I would like to say that with the caveat, even though this did not say that on say it on their website, but I just know from rational thinking that the number is most likely much, much higher because those are actual documented cases that went to courts. And that's how they know that they were able to get that stat. There are so many, so many, so many cases that people don't go to court over their child and they're still alienated. And, you know, and it's... Why would they? Right, right. And so, and, and again, and sometimes they don't go to court because it's not the parent themselves. It's like I said earlier, like brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles or grandparents. And so it's not really documented, documented. And so therefore the stats aren't there. But I, I am pretty confident that that um, stat is much, much higher than 13%. Oh, I'm sure of it. I can just talk to my 12 year old about all the stuff all the parents of his, his friend's parents are going through. You know, he tells me stuff. And yeah, absolutely. All experience. I mean, it's 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 real. It happens. I don't even if it's just for a little bit. Kids have to experience it, and it's sad, and they shouldn't have to. No, yeah, I completely agree, and it's um, it absolutely harms the children, and you know, it deprives the parents and the grandparents of their rightful parenting and grandparenting roles that they should have. Um. And, you know, it's uh, it's definitely an issue that needs to be addressed. And a lot of times, you know, it comes from people that are obviously not as emotionally healthy as they should be. And that's where all of this comes from. You know, it's also a bullying technique, uh, in my opinion. Like, you know, you you beat somebody down until they give up, basically. You know, if you tell if you tell a parent that they can't see their child or, you know, purposely not tell them so much information then they finally get to the point where they're just like well I don't why am I even trying like my kid doesn't even want to see me now so why do I keep trying you know yeah it's awful I've I've almost been there that feeling uh of a kid you're thinking like what's the point like you know thinking that your kid doesn't like you that's an awful feeling yeah it's super awful 
especially when it's not justified. <laughs> right, exactly. To, when you, you know, fight tooth and nail for it. <laughs> right, right, 100%, 100%. Because um, that reminds me, because this is a touchy subject for me, and I don't want to say anything bad about any of my son's mothers, which is only two. But, right, uh, I was going to say, wait, they're just two? <laughs> Yeah, I just have one son with another woman and the rest of my wife. But, um, you know, I always try to help her as much as I can. And I'm not going to say that I haven't done things wrong and that I haven't said things wrong. And I haven't got caught up in the spite. But I will say that that journey almost killed me. And a lot of dads have uh, experienced the same things that I did. And, and they did die from it. They did take their own lives from it. or you know, whatever. And uh, that just leaves the kid without a parent. And then the kid, the child thinks that's their fault that their parent died, whether it's a dad or mom, you know, that's not, mm-hmm. I'm not like with that, but, you know, then that child has to face the guilt of that. I really hate my parent before they took their life. Is that what caused them to do that? Like, I, I would think that if I was the child, I don't know. I'm no psychologist either, but that's, it's, this is how important and imperative it is that we take it seriously and actually look at all of the issues and factors because these children need help and they're our future, man. And if you look around, our future ain't looking good. (laughs) We do need all the help that we can get. And I do believe, not to sound super cliche, but our children are our future. I mean, it is fact. So we need to try. I say we. I'm not a parent myself. But when I say we, I mean collectively, the aggregate of society need to raise our youth. You know, it. Um, we need to raise our youth, youth better, period. Not, and, and that's not a knock to all the amazing parents and mentors that are out there that do everything that they can do that's not a knock at all i'm just saying collectively we have let a lot of things steer away from where i feel like they should be going in order to get these kids in a healthy emotional state in a that are confident within themselves that are going to stand up for other people when they say you know things that are not right happening and we've gotten so lost in this social media world and not to kind of go off on a tangent, but like we've gotten so into the social media world of instant gratification and instant this need for instant likes on everything that it's so much easier for parents that are in this low emotional sp- state. It's easier to morph their child's brain into alienating the other parent because their mind is already in this um non is already in this state of not thinking critically because they're so into the video games and the social media etc etc does that make sense yeah they're firing off thoughts they're not taking what they're doing what it could cause you know the the cause and effect factor again nobody wants to take that into consideration but these children though they're so strong to grow up the way they do and still become exceptional people because it's been happening since the 80s you can see and 
um, there's a lot of amazing people that have went through this and and have overcame it. Yeah, of course. Taking a stand to uh, make it more well known, the uh, Father's Rights Movement is a big part of that for me, uh, especially the Ohio branch, I guess is what you could call it. But, you know, on social media now, it's it's not the same. They're all hijacked, weaponized, freaking whatever. But uh, not 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. And uh, it was actually helpful. So that's what I used, and that's what got me through it. And they've gotten a lot of fathers through, a lot of parents, but a lot of fathers through that. Sure. And, you know, they're saving lives, and I just wanted to mention that because that's awesome. Yeah, check that out if you guys can, if you feel like you need, um, you know, some support. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I was reading an article. Um, I'm not sure if I have it in my notes or not, but I was reading this article with this one psychiatrist. I'm just glancing at my notes to see if I wrote it down, but I don't think I did. And she was telling this uh, example of this guy that... Um, he was the one doing the alienating on his, on his, on his wife. And, um, they were going back and forth to court, back and forth to court, yada, yada, yada. I don't think he had custody of the child. Um, and then something happened and I guess he got involved in this father's movements and he completely flipped his script. And then he became like this, front man for parental alienation and he tried to flip it and say that he was the one being alienating even though or alienated instead of him doing the alienating and he was like getting national media coverage like he was going on talk shows he was doing all this other stuff and so he flipped it to change it so everybody thought that he was this great amazing guy when he's the one who was causing the problems originally anyways i don't know who the guy is i'll have to look it up and send it to you it was it was a very interesting read huh but yeah, that's I mean, the courts allow it. If you can manipulate the courts, you can do it. I mean, if you can pay for the lawyers, I could have done it. I could have kept going, man. I could have, I could have full custody of my son, but I have shared parenting because yeah. somebody's got to grow up and realize this is all bullshit and it's all ridiculous and it's a waste of time and it's not productive. Not productive at all. Families and it's not are... healthy for anybody, for anybody, period. <laughs> Not just the child. It's not healthy for anybody involved. But humans are uh, emotional beings. We're not rational by nature. We're emotional by nature. And, you know, even the best of us (laughs) let our emotions take us away sometimes, you know? Yeah, we all feel it controlling our emotions. And you just learn from the experience. You can't do anything about it after it happens. It happens. You got to move on. You know, people need to learn that. And they dwell on it so long. And you can't because we all make mistakes. We all do it, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> to this day and to the day I die, I'll probably be doing it. But, you know, it's just the way life is. And I'll keep learning, too. So, And I'll be able to teach my sons those lessons because of the fight and because I didn't pull that trigger or swallow those pills. Yeah. And people need to uh, realize that it is a threat to mankind. It really is. It's a threat to mankind. We need our fathers. We need our mothers. We don't need our mothers acting like uh, they're going to 
trying to alienate the fathers. We don't need the fathers going to do it to the mothers just because the courts allow us. Uh, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that as two people need a judicial system that's obviously corrupt and everyone knows it right. to, to solve our problems anymore because they're obviously not solving anything for us. They're just creating more problems. Yeah, it definitely, definitely can. I know that, um, I know a lot of people that have had divorces or if they weren't married that have had to go to court for one thing or another, whether it was for child support or custody or something else. And it's just, it just seems like it almost always makes things worse. Not always. There are times where it's like, all right, this is, you know, this is what needed to happen. And but it just seems like it's uh, a lot of times unnecessary that it even has to happen. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a lot of things involved with that too. You got social services, and and you've got and it all goes right back down to people. Whoever's in charge, uh, whoever's making the decisions, whoever's you know trying to make those decisions for the child, whether it be in the best interest of the child and the parents. You don't know what you're going to get, man. People are people, and they are who they are. And it doesn't matter. If you get the wrong person in the wrong seat and position, they're going to make life harder on everyone. And just to make you know that buck or whatever it is, whatever black market deals they got going on with children, I don't know. But um, there's just so much that ties into this because... I truly believe that this is really just cause to distract people so that they can lose their children legally. There's so many different, yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways legally for them to take children from people. And uh, it happens way more often than anyone realizes. And that's going a little bit off subject here from parental alienation, but I think they go hand in hand because, I mean, what's better, uh, what better way to steal a child than when he's confused or she's confused about one parent or the other and who's really there to help and who's not? Yeah. That's my opinion, but I can't prove it. But <laughs> I Very interesting. Really yeah, I mean, I feel like that, I mean, and I, I haven't personally been involved in any family courts as somebody who's trying to get custody or keep custody of a child i've attended family court hearings but um more as in support of the family um and i i actually feel like from what i've seen the courts do try to keep the children with the families with the with the parents because everybody knows that once they get into the system i mean nobody wants a child in the system in theory but i know everybody has different um you know experiences and I know there's a lot of a lot of things that I'm I'm unaware of and as far as the way the courts work with families. So Oh, for sure, me too. I, I agree with you. I think that on a whole basis they really do try. And they make more money that way. Um, probably because they take a piece of the child support, you know. Everybody every bit of every bit of child support this goes after they take a cut of that too. So yeah. that all stacks up to Bernie Sanders numbers. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get political in this episode. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what? What else? Do you have anything else 
Do you want to talk about on this? Um, you know, we could keep talking about it, but I think we've got our message across because uh, just the definition, I'm just going to read it again. Yeah, please. Um, the noun, it's not a verb. <laughs> the manipulation of a child to reject one parent or the other. So I'm assuming that it would actually be a charge. That's why it would be a noun, I guess. But um, <laughs> it's it, or it. Its origin is from the 1980s, and it's the U.S. psychology term. So, you know, it, it originated with psychology, which is just another, uh, it's just another rabbit hole, because the psychology is the study of the soul, and it's like, that's what it means in Latin. That's the original etymology of it, if you track it back. That's what I found out anyway, is that the uh, psychology really means the study of the psyche, but the psyche in, in Latin is a rough translation to the soul. So they're observing these children's souls in this demonic court suffer. Mm-hmm. Do you want to expand on that? Well, I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that uh just let that a bit. gonna let everybody chew on that for a little bit. I'm gonna let that bask. And let that marinate. All right, Jeremiah is going to let let that that word of thought uh, marinate with you guys until our next episode on parental alienation. Um, fun conversation. I didn't mean to get any personal there, but I guess I can't help it. It really is a uh, touchy subject for me. Well, I don't think that you got. I mean, for me personally, you know, listening to it, I mean, I obviously know more about you know your situation. Um, because you've mentioned it to me before, but I don't think during this episode that you've necessarily gotten overly personal. I mean, you didn't. Yeah, we need to, it, this every, you know, I'm going to, I think that every episode we do is going to be connected in some way or another because, you know, we went through all this, but we were young, we were dumb, and we didn't have control of our emotions. And, uh, and that goes right along with some of the health and wellness things we're going to be discussing with with uh, one of our guests that we're going to be having on. Like, we got to talk to Melanie about that. But uh, she has some info, some interesting info on, um, <laughs> I don't know if I should say it or how to say it right, because the thought of it is just insane. But there's a toxic virus or uh, bacteria or something that can uh, influence our brain patterns and our thought processes and bring us into a lower vibration, as you say. And um, causes us to not be able to control our emotions as well, too. And I believe that back then, that could have been a huge factor. Because when we were talking about it before, um, and I look back at everything else that happened in my life, everyone was going nuts back then at that time. Not Interesting. Just, yeah, not just, uh, you know, my son's mom and myself, but everybody man it was just a crazy time i'm only 20 so it was you know 13 years ago but everybody was fighting and arguing and nobody could get along i don't know if you remember that or not if that was the same for you but i remember those times for a few years it was bad it was like nobody could get along it was weird i don't have that specific uh time frame in my life that that happened but I mean 
So I don't know. Maybe there was something in your area. So basically, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that you think that potentially there was some sort of virus that had a physiological had a physiological effect and made you guys more aggravated and not as easy to get along with, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm not a science or tech guy, but uh, when you get right down to the frequencies and all that, they can they can do a lot of things with the technology they have, and I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a that's a whole other episode, but uh, I definitely was going to touch on five G because that's one of the major major things going on right now that absolutely can alter the way people feel and. Uh, the way they think and uh, everybody just seems to be right on board with it because they think it's going to give them better network connectivity, which is absolutely like Yeah, I had better internet when everybody was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty nuts, but um, well, let's see. There's a couple websites that I found that I think might be good for our listeners. If they are feel like they're in this situation and they're kind of stuck and they don't know where to start. Um, you guys can go to time to put kids They had a lot of really good information, um, some nice charts that were very easy to follow. And then there is another organization that I found uh, or website that I found that had tons and tons of information. They have brochures, they'll mail you. Um, and that's called parental alienation speaks.com parentalalienationspeaks.com. So if anybody out there is going through this right now or wants more information on it or wants to try to help somebody out, visit those sites and I'm sure you can get a wealth of information. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for telling people about that because if you need help, reach out, man. Reach out to somebody because there's people out there willing to help. And Yeah, there's support I- groups. Like More people are going through it than you realize. So, Sure. I mean, until I reached out for help, I mean, I'll just say this real quick. There was there was a time during all this that I wanted to go pick up my baby boy, my firstborn son, and he was at daycare. Even though I was off work, you know, I was trying to watch him while she was working. But he got thrown at daycare anyway, and I was put on the list not to be able to see my son. It was a crappy, crappy daycare. Like, come on, man. Like, at least let me pick a daycare if you're not going to let me watch him. And I had to go in there, and I was listening to my son scream. They didn't have enough people there. He was back there. I could see him. And, uh, you know, I, I could tell he just had this huge filled-up diaper. They just weren't taking care of the kids very well. And it was a daycare, but it must have just been one of those days. Like, it's not like that all the time. But it might have just been because they were telling me that <laughs> I couldn't see him because but, I wasn't on right. But, um, you know, some uh, very rash, emotional, and violent thoughts crossed my mind but then i left and uh you know sought help and encourage everybody to do that because it's hard man but you know our 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 children are stronger than we realize and they're more forgiving and they're also uh man they they just love us more than we deserve yeah (laughs) they're super resilient yeah it'll be all right you know but we still have to protect them yeah, for sure. And not put them in the middle of arguments. Like it's not their fault. They didn't ask. They didn't ask for this. No, they didn't. We should. End it. We should end it there. We could. We should. We should. But I am very glad that you were able to grow through it, and that you know you have a very good relationship with your son now. So I think it's fantastic. Get along now, so that's yeah. important. 
Yeah, it's super, super important. All right, cool. So we'll end it there. Um, let me do uh, let me do the uh, end of the show spiel, I suppose. <laughs> so if you guys could please uh, go over to iTunes and type in Reality Shift Frequency and please give us a five-star rating. Help bump us up to the top of the list or as far up as we can get. Uh, because the higher up on the list that we get means the more people will find out about us means we can spread more truth. And then we also have lots of social media accounts and an email account. So we want to hear from you guys and we want to get your feedback. So you can email us at reality shift frequency at protonmail.com reality shift frequency at P R O T O N mail.com. Hit us up on Facebook at Reality Shift Frequency, on Instagram at Reality Shift Frequency, and The Outcast on Twitter at Reality Shift Pod, P-O-D. Please, please, please hit us up and let us know if you have any suggestions, any whatever you want to tell us. Show us some love. We want to hear from you. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you again, Kelly. Yep. Thank you, Jeremiah. I hope you have a good night. Hope you have a good night, too. Everybody take care. Bye.